Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good at the beginning sorry. of the month. Demented Paul yeah. McCartney starting the podcast. <laughs> Celtic's transfer window failures come into sharp focus as we drop points against Aberdeen. Why did it happen? Who's to blame? Where does Celtic go from here? All that in this week's episode of 20 Minute Tims. Before we get right into it, did you know that every penny we make from YouTube we donate to charity? We donate it to the Kano Foundation. There's a link in the bio if you want to check out what those guys do, but they're a fantastic charity that take underprivileged kids to Celtic games for free. Um, so anytime you subscribe and you watch the adverts, we gather up that money and we give it to them. And you can also pay a little bit of money to YouTube to cut out adverts by becoming a YouTube member, but we're going to give them that money too. So check out all the details of that in the link in the bio. Stephen Melly. Hello, good to be back. Good to be um, <laughs> And if you want to support us, by the way, patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims, that's where you can support this podcast. And that's where we spent a lot of time talking about the transfer window. And one of our wishes was to put it all behind us. <laughs> We've done that now. Yes. <laughs> That's closed. Focus, because we recorded a podcast before the end of the transfer window. Yep. You guys recorded one. Then we recorded a podcast at the end of the transfer window with patron questions. So the listeners even got their say and we thought... We've done a good job. We've covered the transfer window. We can put all that to one side. Seal it shut, drop it <laughs> in the bottom of the ocean. It's over. We yes. could never have to talk about the transfer window ever again. I was I was trying to think of things that have been dropped to the bottom of the ocean there. And they're all just terrible, ter- terrible things. That I, so I'm not going to bring any of them up. Osama um, Bin Laden? That's that the one terrible? I was going to say. Or the Titanic. I thought I'd best not mention it. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> SpongeBob. There we go. That's a bit. That's a bit. That's nicer. a friendlier yeah. one. Yeah. All of that stuff's at the bottom of the ocean, and I thought, do you know what? We can just leave the transfer window stuff there. But lo and behold, Melly, no sooner had Celtic taken to the park, the final whistle goes, and everyone's talking about the transfer window again. Yeah, it resurfaces again because every resurfaces. Prop- I like that. Yeah, see, I like that. <laughs> it came up that it came up again because the things Celtic failed at showed up in the game. So we all thought going into the game, right? Mm-hmm. I know. So carry on, Melly. On you go. <laughs> that's fine. So when we get to the game, I, I was always, I was like you, I was like, right, football's back, let's just put it behind us now, let's go and enjoy this, and then Celtic serve up that, <clears throat> where the problems come up again, and the second half substitutions just put into sharp focus again, the failings of the last few transfer windows, and it, it costs Celtic again, and it's going to continue to cost Celtic, but now... There's nothing we can do about it. There's absolutely nothing we can do about it. But Greg Taylor getting injured during a transfer window didn't spark us into action enough. So this is where we are. Can I interest you in the free agents list and transfer <laughs> mark a week after the... I did, see, I did see one of the many Celtic blogs sort of say, could this mystery free agent be, this, be the, the solution to Celtic's left-back problem? And I just thought, Bless you, child. <laughs> God bless you. We've did, all been there. I did the same for the sake of chat on our, our Discord group. We all, we all let right, everyone to the free agents list. <laughs> Danny Rose is available. Danny yeah. Rose, the, the former Tottenham ace, hasn't played in about two seasons, but bring him home. Bring him home. How how much worse could he possibly be? But look, see, what's, what's wrong with this football club? Why? Why? I mean, I've got a list of questions here so we, so we don't just descend into a sort of shouting match between all three of us blaming everyone <laughs> yeah. and anyone. But... It, it, it seems to me that it, we make these things extraordinarily difficult on ourselves. The the amount of... T- How can you go from signing loads and loads of loads of players to not enough players? <laughs> can we not strike a balance somewhere? And we've got it the other way around. At that point, last summer when we were treble winners, all we needed was a, 
a handful of players to keep this better. A wee bit of maintenance. Very difficult to replace the outgoing players of, of genuine quality that we've spoken about so many times. Your Jotas, your Moises, your Starfelses, mm. right? Th those all went. We only needed to replace those, but we replaced each of those players with three equivalents <laughs> in their position. This time, January rolls around. This is the time we need loads of players and we don't do it. We've got to ask backwards once again. The, the easiest way for us to to make us shut up about this transfer window would be to just go out and blow Aberdeen away mm. or even just beat them just even any kind of win whatsoever and we would have been talking about how we're back on track right the January was a bit of a panic uh, it was a failure let, let's face it a complete and abject failure um, the, the transfer window because you don't get to do this you don't get to talk about quality I think today a writer on the Patreon Lewis put out an article where he quoted Brendan Rodgers throughout this season and he'd used the words some variation of needs quality 14 times between last window and, and this one to not go out and do that I think 15's a magic number I think if you said it 15 times the CEO would open up the bus tricks <laughs> well, it's not another failure just one more time but how this relates to the Aberdeen game it's like not signing a left back in that window it was it was just tempting fate. It was just it was as if we were like oh, no one can touch us. We were standing on the roof of Celtic Park, basically begging the football gods to strike us with lightning, and sure enough, they did. So we ended up with Tony Ralston as the left back in that game because we didn't go and sign one. It's just completely unforgivable and inexplicable. I can't work out why it came to this. I've heard all the excuses and I didn't like a single one of them. But <laughs> all the stuff about how it's really, really difficult to do because England haven't, aren't signing any. We've, we spoke about this again, multiple episodes on why England aren't signing anyone so therefore Celtic can't either. Why? But, say for example, I'm making this up clearly, but say for example, Celtic were after the Dynamo Zagreb left back, a player of genuine quality that would walk straight into it or pick any club of that equivalent across Europe. Why does Brighton and Everton no signing any players why does that impact well, that, that competition then yeah. Sure. Yeah, that, that didn't stack up for me I think I mean we had the opportunity last minute as it is everything with Celtic got a last minute email saying we could go up and interview in person Brendan yeah. Rogers, and I took the opportunity to put some questions to him that we've been talking about on the podcast I've always said if you're going to say something on a podcast you you need to be able to say it to the manager should you get the opportunity to sit in front yeah, of him yeah. so one of the things was left back I, I said it was just Pretty unacceptable. I can't remember the words I used. You could describe it as a failure. A failure yeah. not to bring in a left back during the transfer window. And Brendan said he didn't want to sign players for the sake of signing players. He said that players wanted to come, but the other club didn't want to sell. It's I I I, I find I find I tell you why I find that maybe maybe not hard to believe. So even if taking Brendan at face value, he identified left backs. We couldn't bring them in. There are such a thing as a stopgap, and left yep. back is the position where we needed a stopgap. If you've got Greg Taylor, who you want to improve on, and Bernabe, who to this point is a complete non entity with Celtic, more or less, but you're now forced to play him. Surely there's someone better than Bernabe out there we could have got on loan. I just don't believe with all the scouting might and power and finances that Celtic have got to offer that we just couldn't have filled this position. And as you say, when you the very next game, when you're playing Anthony Ralston at right back, it better be wasn't he that bad, but it's clear that he's not at all what the manager wants. Add that to the list of, of things in the squad that the manager doesn't want. There's nothing, no, no other way to call that other than a complete failure of recruitment. And somebody's to blame. That The bottom line is, yeah. Brendan was very, you know, it's collective responsibility. And, he, you know, he didn't want to single out the... the 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 transfer team the recruitment team he didn't want to single anyone out but somebody is to blame there, there's no doubt about it there's either the manager got given left backs that were good enough and he didn't think they were good enough and want them or he was presented ones with that, he, that weren't good enough there's no two ways about it it's not a difficult thing Celtic like to make out that signing players is difficult like it's the most difficult thing in the whole world but when you're Celtic football club where everything Celtic get to offer with millions upon millions of pounds in the bank and you go to a lesser club who happen to have a player you want I don't think that's a particularly difficult deal to do so there's a failure somewhere and we can all sit and surmise about whose fault it is is it Brendan's for being too picky is it the transfer committee or whatever you want to call them is it their fault for not giving players good enough is it the CEO for being out of his depth far too slow unable to loosen the purse strings, too focused on how much money's in the bank, too focused on the share price, too focused on other things to give the green light to sign the players to take this club on. Is it another situation where we've got a CEO who thinks ultimately he knows best 
or doesn't know at all, you can basically pick at this point because there's no real, all the evidence is circumstantial, but there's no doubt in my mind it's a complete failure. It is a failure. And even if if you take Brendan Rodgers at face value, selling clubs didn't want to sell, well, there's a problem there. Find a club that does want to sell. Mm. Find a player good enough. If he's if they're coming to Brendan Rodgers saying, these are your options and they're not good enough, that's a failure as well because the, you should, the manager should tell the scouting, uh, the scouting team what he's looking for. It's been failure all round and it's just the fact that Greg Taylor got injured before the window shut meant we need somebody. Mm. There was no, it became, we need a left back into, and then it became essential because if Greg Taylor has another breakdown and we are playing Burnaby for a sustained time, it's going to cost Celtic. One game into that, it's cost us already. So it had to be, it got to a point where it could have been empty. And it would have been an upgrade on Burnaby, but they've even failed to do that. And I don't just just I don't believe for a minute that the transfer people found left backs and Brendan went, I don't want one. I just don't believe it. No. I, I don't believe he was presented with gettable left backs and went, I don't even want one on loan. I know that he's supposedly was presented with Harujo. Is that how you pronounce his name? And he says, look, yeah. that, that, that guy's just no good enough. You know, that's pretty common knowledge now. I, you guys like him. I don't like him. He's no coming to the club. But in an that was emer- a long time ago as well. Exactly. Yeah. But in an emergency situation where. We rushed out and got Nat Phillips to to cover at centre half. He did as well. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we're going through a window where we desperately, desperately need a left back. A striker was, you know, it was going to be helpful. Mm. We definitely need one of those because always away at the Asian Cup and Kyogo can't play every game. He's not in great form. A striker was helpful to the squad, but left back was basically an emergency. Yes, yeah. And we've sanctioned a four month loan for a striker who may or may not contribute looked okay we, we, well, in fact it looked pretty good when it came out like against him. Aberdeen yeah Aye. but the fact that we were out there sanctioning these types of deals but still couldn't get anything done at left back and see I, I know that people will say oh, imagine moaning this much about one position it's just a left back but no 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 that was minimum yes. that was yeah. minimum a striker a winger and left back was maintenance we didn't even address improving the overall team no. where you could take like you could look at Joe Hart. Was there an opportunity to bring in a 25, 26-year-old keeper with the idea of getting him into the team next season? Didn't happen. Doesn't matter. Didn't address it. These are the things that are we're, we're going to have to look at, at improving the team. Left-back was a must, yep. an absolute must. So it's not just about whinging that we didn't get one position filled. That was the bare minimum going into the window and it, it just wasn't done. It, it, it's not even a case of like... It's 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 a, no, a complete non-negotiable for me to go two windows... And the manager not of the players he wants. It's like, it's the the what does a recruitment team exist for if no that? Now Brendan <laughs> Rogers didn't want to I asked one of the questions, I says, How do you measure the success of a recruitment team and do you consider the last two windows a success? And he, he body swears it. But what you would expect him to do, because yeah. he's no ready to throw those guys under the bus. But I think every fan out there just stop kidding on, it's difficult. It's completely unacceptable to get any new manager in. But for some reason, we're treating Brendan Rodgers like he's been here for four years as if everyone's fed up already. Brand new manager, wanting to play in a certain way that's different from the old manager. And we can't get him the players. No, and it's not that. It's the different style of play. But the team needed refreshed as well. And yeah. If you're losing Ange Postacoglu, which is a big thing for Celtic, it's going to be very difficult to replace. You need to give the next guy in charge a helping hand. And mm. I just, sometimes I look at it and go, right, the manager's got to do better. Then I look at the lineup and I go, what can he do? What genuinely? Mm. What can he do? I've always had this niggling feeling in the back of my head since the start of the season. Are Celtic a team that can win a league with Liam Scales playing every week at centre half? I just I don't see how that happens. But Liam Scales centre half was miles down the mm. list. Left back was number one priority. Right winger probably just as high. We got that in, and like Stephen says, goalkeeper a centre half could have been in there. And, it's not an excuse. You're a football team out there to win football games. All the excuses of, oh, and the English Premier League teams went by an MD. Good. That means yeah. they've got less competition and more teams that you should be able to buy off then. So if Brighton or Brentford come in for a player, they'll probably go there. But now that's not an option. I just There's also 70 odd million in the bank. Mm. So there's not, there's not the thing about the money. All these teams in England aren't spending money because they can't because they'll get sanctioned for it. We are the complete opposite. To, to me, I think, you know, you could sit you can sit and summarise and theorise all you like about who's to blame and what went wrong. And all. The fact is, we don't really know, but all we do know, there was a failure somewhere. And it's, it seems to me that any other football club would just blame the, the CEO, would blame the chairman. Yeah. Because that's because if Brendan's saying other clubs didn't want to do business, right, 
to me, that means our price wasn't right. Because <laughs> you you wouldn't say to Brendan, here is a menu of players. And Brendan goes, okay, I'll take number one. Ah, he's not for sale. Oh, right, well, I'll take number two then. Ah, he's not for sale either. Some groundwork's done before yep. it's even presented to the manager. The manager's not picking players out of thin air going, go get him. The manager's obviously groundwork's done. Agents have been spoken to. So to me, in my mind... When Brendan goes, okay, I'll take him and the club go, we want seven million for him and we've got someone going, I'm no sanction, that sort of signing. It's getting to the point now where I, I, I think it might just be that this obsession with continuity has seen the new CEO pick up with the last one left off mm. and we're just too afraid to sign big checks. Not even big checks, we're too afraid to sign normal-sized checks <laughs> and normal-sized wages yeah. and, and we're just trying to do everything far too much on the cheap to the point where I'm like, I like Brendan Rodgers and we'll get to the manager yeah. and everyone's to, everyone's got, you know, their own opinion on the manager and how the team are performing and we'll get to that when we talk about the Aberdeen game but I'm not ready to accept that Brendan Rodgers has lost it as a manager. If you are, that's fine. If yeah. it is, that's okay, right? But I, I, it's getting to the point with me, I'm like, why bother having the guy? Just yeah, put John yeah. Kennedy in card. If you're going to, if he has to do a better job of convincing, as he said, if he's with the fans and thinks the club should be braver, if he has to work that hard to get the players he wants, if he's been dictated to so strongly about how much we're spending, who we're going, just just, just get John Kennedy and give him the job because there's no point getting a manager of Brendan Rodgers' calibre that wants to play that way and then hamstringing him. No, is that the word? Hamstringing yeah, yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. With tight-fisted recruitment that doesn't allow it. And we never saw it under Ange. So it's a complete mystery to me why we're putting up with it now. Well, when I pause and blame here, I don't think that we can throw it all in one direction because possibly Brendan Rodgers is to blame somewhere. But here's why I've not arrived at that just yet. It's because there are, in this maze, in this mystery we're currently in, trying to get to the bottom of what goes on at a club like Celtic, there are twists and turns, there are plot points that are leading me away from Brendan Rodgers mm. so far. Because it's like any other company, really. When uh, when there's a systematic, when there's an abject failure at some sort of level, really, it's just about where the buck stops. It yeah, really yeah. is. And it tends to be whoever the highest paid person in charge of that department is, that's where it stops, mm. right? So then you're looking at the, the likes of the CEO. I said before we went into the window that if we do go out and get these four players of genuine quality just to break even here, just to bring us back on an even keel from losing them in the summer... I said that if we do do that, in the unlikely event we do get four players in and Brendan Rodgers is still playing this slightly boring, sluggish, predictable style of football that we have seen, not throughout the season, but here and there throughout the season, if that's still happening after the window, then I'm sorry, the process of elimination has led straight to Brendan Rodgers mm -hmm. because everyone else has done their job. But I can't arrive at that because the bit before him hasn't performed their task, the recruitment team and the CEO and whoever is in charge of these deals, in the absence of... Uh, of clear understanding of how these companies work. That's from the outside looking in, you do just arrive at, well, who's the boss here? Who's yeah. in charge of this? It's your fault. That's just how it works. That's, that's how it crumbles. And that, that's, why, that's why this like, the sack the board stuff. Yeah. A hundred percent. The board are no good enough. And I've, we've all yeah, spoken yeah. about how we need fresh ideas in there, but that you have to pick one person and you have to decide who's to blame as fans. You need to decide, right. If this season's a failure, it's your fault, and and you need and you need to go for it, and we need to stop being precious about it because these people are paid lots and lots of money, and football club employment is transient. Managers get sacked all the time, assistants get sacked, players yeah. get sacked, CEOs get sacked. So we need to stop being precious about it, but we can't just sit on failure and just have this mist of fog of war and decide we can't decide who's to blame. Both transfer windows were a failure. Someone's to blame. For me, it's not Brendan Rodgers. It's that simple. Yeah, and look, our expectations have lowered and lowered the longer this season was on. It was four players, so you find, right, okay, four positions. Three of them are pretty obvious. There must be another one. Then there's... And again, with this, it's it's coming out that Celtic are targeting a left-back, a winger and a striker. Multiple sources said that, so it's getting out somewhere. It's, it's Celtic, that's what they wanted. And sort of thing you would do if you were, say, Brendan Rodgers trying to put pressure on someone to say, you know, go public with exactly what you wanted. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I, if I was Brendan So I'd we've already that. went down from four to three. In fact, right, if we get them, we should be all right. But to not get that is, again, it's unacceptable. And like what you're saying, Jamie, is that some the buck has to stop somewhere. The recruitment team have failed to bring in targets. But right now, they've... We can't even judge and say, oh, the transfer window's poor, that signing's not good enough. There's not even a signing. There's not even a signing. And to not be able to identify a single gettable left-back in, what, five months or whatever it is, and end up with, with this, 
It has to change, and I think it's it's not one person, but one person but, kicks off this. Yeah, well, and one person accepts responsibility for it. So, as Stephen says, the it's, if you're the CEO for talking sake, it's your job to take responsibility and make decisions. That that's it's really that simple. And there's no point saying, "Ah, well, it's difficult." Is that no, no, no? That, that's what you're paid all that money to do. I, I, I quote emerged recently about how Michael Nixon, the CEO, said, "We want to be world class at everything we do." You're <laughs> right, okay. honestly having a laugh. Same, same, mate. Aye, aye. Honestly having a that is pat, to the the on the verge of being patronising. Yeah, on aye. the verge of being patronising. So was the penalty Rangers joke as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's preposterous to think that Celtic are run in any way in a world class manner. It's, it's completely and utterly ridiculous. I mean you can't you can't even pull off a transfer window, never mind run every single thing world class. No. It's it's completely ridiculous. You see a thing on what you've just said, Melly, about the the expectations here. I've been I've gone through the floor. What is the one thing that we and pretty much everyone says the most overused but ultimately true cliche about a transfer window. You want to come out of it stronger yep. than mm. when you went in. No one said this about that one. No one said yep. it. We didn't utter that sentence once. All we wanted was to bring us back on an even keel to sort of mitigate the, the quality we left, lost in the summer. Bring in the players we desperately need just now. We didn't want to be stronger. We wanted to bring us back to some sort of level that we were previously. So the expectation here was just balance the books here in yep. terms in terms of the playing ability on the, on the pitch just break even just maintain the level of ability on the pitch that's all we wanted and that incredibly low bar still wasn't cleared we basically just ran straight up and smacked our heads off that bar so i, I don't know what has happened there is i would say in t in terms of passing the buck and who is to blame here if we turn up to a game in the next week or so with Anthony Ralston at left back I think someone should lose their job that day before mm. before the clock strikes midnight somebody <laughs> should be sacked for that because that is a woeful mismanagement of the squad it's not about Turner Ralston it's not his fault no. that he's getting tossed in at left back that's not his position he's not he never was intended to play that but if it, the situation at that is so, so bad that's your red line is it? Oh, pretty much uh, look, Burnaby if he starts He's an almost guaranteed sub that you need mm. to make. And he, he had to be taken off against Aberdeen when we were chasing a, a win at the, mm. at the game. He had to be taken off because he wasn't good enough. And that's the whole thing about Burnaby. Is he, oh, he's so good going forward. He, he, can't oh, really, I know. Yeah. he can't really defend, but he's so good going forward. But you need to take him off to put Anthony Ralston, who's desperately uncomfortable at left back. So if it comes to the point where he's a starting left back for Celtic, after a transfer window where you have an entire month just to sign players, that's not to even mention the months before that that you have to plan it because that's what we were told in September. We are preparing for the yes. January transfer window. So if we're playing Tony Ralston at left back in a game in February, I think that is an unforgivable, woeful mismanagement of the squad. Even that, that's your red line. My red line is Burnaby starting this season because <laughs> yeah. the manager didn't want him. The no. manager didn't want him. He wanted somebody new in in the summer. We failed to address it now. So, Burnaby starting for Celtic in a must-win game straight after the transfer window. Burnaby starting's the red line for me because he's not been good enough for over a season. A lot of people said Burnaby was actually not that bad against Aberdeen or even against Ross County. That, that's fine. I, I, I have different ideas on what is not bad. Right? I, mm -hmm. I don't think he was good either. But I don't think it's outrageous to say he wasn't that bad. But that doesn't matter because if he was in any way a consideration for the left-back berth, even as a reliable left-back backup. Yep. If he was any of those things, we wouldn't have been running about desperately looking for or a left-back. at least started I, a game this yeah, season. And he wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have been desperately trying to sign a left-back, putting out in the media that we're, we're confident that a left-back is going to be signed right up until about quarter to 11 on the deadline <laughs> day. If Burnaby was any of those things, that wouldn't have happened. It would have been a, it would have been like an Ida situation where if you can get a hold of this guy, I bring him in. Mm. We've got Burnaby. He's ideal to cover Greg Taylor's short-term injury. But we'd be better bringing somebody in behind him just so we've got a little bit of a cover. But it wasn't that. It was we desperately need a left-back, a starting left-back. And we've basically been looking for left-backs for multiple windows now because Burnaby has been written off by two managers now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I said Brendan Rogers wasn't to blame for the transfer and don't I believe that, but I think Brendan is, there's, there's multiple ways football managers end their employment with a club and I'm not seeing Brendan Rogers and jackets on a sugarly peg here, but what I'm seeing is from my point of view, he can't keep making the same mistakes that I think he's been making before, and that is down to player selection. And I know he's hamstrung with some of it, but that uh, watching the Aberdeen game, and I've got some bits and bobs to say in the players, but I, I, there's players I was watching, I think these guys, Kyogo probably needs dropped, to be honest with you. He, yeah. he's, I know we're not creating chances for him, but he's no looking the best. He looks fraught out there sometimes. He's throwing his feet at everything sometimes, trying shots outside the box. You said one was Turnbull-esque. That we, it's, it's no work for Kyogre. I'm not saying drop him for good, but maybe he needs a bit of time outside. The Abada thing is done. Yeah, he yeah. needs to start every game now. It, it's completely done. They're, I don't know what the hell you do at left-back. Palma as well. As soon as Maeda's back, Palma's out the team. Maeda needs to go on. You uh, can't keep making these same mistakes and seeing it not work for you. Whatever Brendan Rodgers is doing right now with the front three isn't working. And, it, no. and that needs to change because if he keeps making those same mistakes and not getting the same results or getting the same results rather it's, he's going to be in a lot of bother here yeah the front three aren't working at all just now I don't know I quite. would love to know what he's expecting from his front three I, I know it's a rudimentary question but if if I ever get that opportunity to ask him again I say what is it you're looking for the front three to do because obviously he's looking for them to come inside but what's the plan after that because they seem to get the ball come inside and then are bereft of ideas. Yeah, well, I had, I had a pal of mine uh, text me on Saturday afternoon after the game who is he's, he's not a Celtic fan, he's not a Rangers fan either. He's a he's a good old-fashioned neutral, hates mm. them as well. So, um, <laughs> But he was saying that he, he saw the Celtic game and he couldn't understand what was going on. He said, like, we've got these this front three, but the wingers are desperate to come inside. That's all they do. Like, Abada just drifts in. He does that thing. He is right-footed as well. So, yeah. But all he does is he won't take his full back on. He just drifts inside and plays that infuriating left-footed pass to the penalty spot and he shins. Just does it all mm. the time. So he does that. Palma, on the other side, cuts inside as well. And this is where all the traffic are. And he said that to me. I was, he was like, well, this is Scottish football we're dealing with here. Why are the wingers coming into where there's the most traffic? That's that's mm. what we expect to play against. We expect to play against like low blocks and all that. But everyone's lined up in the middle. That's where it's all congested. Why don't we have any wingers that can make the pitch wide? Why can we? Why have we got MD that can go in behind at all? Everything just drifts inside. So Kuhn came on and did much the same thing, but he was an awful lot more effective at it than, but we than do either get players of those making, We get players making dummy runs as some great analysis showed and Abada's just passing the ball with them. Yeah. There was a great thread, I can't remember who put it in on Twitter about how bad Abada was against Ross County and to me it just summed it up and I, the manager obviously sees it, Melly, but I think we're at a point now 
with Celtic where something needs to change. And I know yeah. that that's quite a vague term, but really, we need big changes. We need big changes the way this team are performing. The manager needs to make changes. The players need to make changes as well. And I think the front three is... A, a, a focus for me now because it's not it's no functioning when was but it's, when was the last time Keogh was scored Bucky Thistle Bucky Th- that's his only goal this year is Bucky Thistle prior to that it would have been Rangers so we're maybe dealing with about four or five goals in his last 18-20 games or so ah, it's, it's way, he's yeah. well off it man yeah and it's, it's not as if he's passing up chances is it no. there's, there's just simply not been created for him but I think the thing with the the wide players mainly for me because I think Kyogo is trying things, but I think it's dropping very deep though. See, against Aberdeen, I found him to be dropping 40, 50 yards from goal, picking up the ball himself and driving at the defence, taking on dribbles and then making the wrong decision, playing bad passes. That's unusual for him, I thought. Yeah, and I think it's just uh, systematic of the failure around him, isn't it? Because he's not touching the ball and then when he does get the ball, he's like, I may not get a touch for 10 minutes, I better do something here, I better try something and he's making the wrong decisions, but under Ange I don't want to hop back to that but the forwards knew exactly what they were doing if the ball's here you should be here but it doesn't seem like that and the the two wide players that started I would like them to come off and I just look at them in the eye and go did you give everything there mm. because I can't see that Palmer for the Aberdeen first goal Abada like mate he might be struggling for confidence a wee bit now or whatever's going on but did you give everything there and no. I just can't see it it's simple things that aren't going well and it feeds into the rest of the team as well. Everything at Celtic, unless Celtic do something down the middle, it doesn't work for us. Our two fullbacks aren't playing well. Our two wide players aren't playing well. And Palmer just gets more infuriating as the days go on. But even if Kuhn's got to start now, that's fine. But on the other side, does Maeda come in then? Possibly. Does he give Greg Taylor a bit more? But when you're looking at that team... Carter Vickers didn't play, Greg Taylor didn't play, Maeda didn't play, they'd go straight in there, Hatati would go straight in there, then Starfelt would go straight in, Moy would go straight in, mm. Jota would go straight in. The guts of this team has been ripped apart and look, that happens when you're at Celtic, but you have to do well at bringing replacements in and we haven't done that and it's, it's starting to show the lack of quality on the pitch is painful watching. But Brendan needs to have a word with these players because see that Aberdeen goal, that was a classic case of he'll get it. So, Bernardo loses the ball too soft doesn't he really make much of an attempt no. to, to win the ball back it goes up the left hand side Navrotsky gets absolutely ripped scales and in, in, is in no man's land the fullbacks are nowhere to be seen Bernardo Every, pulling out and everyone's just waiting on yeah, somebody Palmer, else sorry. yeah everyone's just waiting on somebody else picking it up and I think the problem with this Celtic team is particularly the players leagues you, leagues are one when nobody's watching it's easy to turn up to Champions League games when your family back home are watching on TV and the lights are on and your pals and your family are in the stand or the Rangers game it's easy to turn up for those games and that's what we see the Celtic team do but they don't want to turn up to the Ross Counties at home where we're absolutely crap the Aberdeen's away the Livingston's the Hibs when nobody's really paying attention when there's no Instagram pictures to put up that's what being a Celtic player is it's that consistent winning every single week it's not turning up whenever you feel like it. It's the leagues are won in Fur Park and Rugby Park and fucking whatever Ross County played Dingwall and <laughs> in home games on a Wednesday night to God knows who Dundee. This is when the leagues are won. It's not just a case of these guys turning up when they feel like it or a bad. His heart's not in it. His head's not in it. Drop the guy. Well, everything you're saying is is born out in the the Pin results. Pin it up in the dressing yeah, room. That's what you should do. That's, that's Brendan Rodgers' job. But it's born out in the results. Callum so McGregor's job. Matt O'Reilly's job to tell these guys. Celtic have dropped points in six league games now, which is a quarter of the games, and none of them are the Rangers. Aye. It's all to the worst teams in the league. At the time, at the time of playing yeah. against Celtic, they turn up to either play Celtic home or away in terrible form. He was another one. Aberdeen. They've sacked the manager. They were so bad, and then they get a draw against yeah. Celtic. St Johnston, Hibs, Motherwell, they've all got results when they were at the lowest ebb this season. So that's exactly what you're illustrating there. And that's the manager, and that is what I blame Brendan Rodgers for because yeah. he knows what it takes to beat Celtic. And there's no point saying these players have no got it because, to be honest with you, as limited as a bad is, he, he did perform for Celtic under Ange Postacoglu. So it's, it's Brendan's job to wrangle these guys. And maybe Brendan's come in and he's given these guys too much credit, but it's going to cost him his job. But he needs to get, he needs to. I'm not, I don't like this boot them up the arse and all that give them a rocket stuff but it's 
for by me, the throat, hanging by the throat against. But for me, yeah. it's plain to see these guys turn up when the telly's on, when the cameras are there, when their families are watching back home. When it's a run of the mill football game, the the ones that pay your wages. They're, they're no prepared to do it and it's, it's going to cost us a league. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. In, in this current form, it certainly is because a lot of people, prior to the Aberdeen, I think a lot of people have given up on this line of thinking now, but prior to the Aberdeen game, there were still people tweeting that, look, the January window was bad, but we're still top of the league. And yeah, that's that's kind of inarguable, but that's a, that's a fact. Mm. The league table doesn't lie in all those cliches, but I have looked less favourably upon this thing that we've beaten Rangers twice because... Let's break that down. We've beaten Rangers twice, which is worth six points, mm. but yet the, the we have no lead. If they if they win their their games in hand, they are top of the league. So that that to me is a problem in itself. That that is again going back to what you were saying there about how they can turn up for the big games. They've beaten Rangers twice, but that that the lead generated by those points is completely wiped out. Yep. And more at one point, Celtic were. I think what at the peak was 11 points clear this season, but that was to do with games in hand. Mm. So Rangers still had games in hand, but what do people always say about games in hand? It's better to have the points on the yeah. board than the games in hand. So Celtic did have the points on the board and that is still gone. So the idea of having the points on the board as opposed to the games in hand is that you put pressure on the opposition and they maybe start to waver a bit. The opposite has happened. So that 11 point lead, granted with a couple of games in hand here and there, has been utterly wiped out. So I'm not impressed that Celtic have beaten Rangers. I'm not looking back and thinking, what if one of those had been a draw? Would be an absolute panic station. Brendan Rodgers cost this team called this team soft a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And they're soft. And this soft team are going to cost Brendan his job. They're going to cost Callum McGregor a title. They're going to cost Matt O'Reilly a, a chance to sign off on a high. They're going to cost Joe Hart a chance to sign. These guys are soft and you need to get in amongst them and you need to get in about it as teammates, as managers and wrangle this league back under control. It's not lost now. No. But what I would say to Brendan Rodgers is, is this how you want to gear up the league? Where a bunch of soft players that have no get the stomach for a fight who show up only when it feels when they feel like it, when they can put a picture on Instagram. That, that's no that's no Celtic. That's not the way we've won all these consistent leagues. And yeah, there's been failures in the transfer market and yeah, the CEO might be out of his depth because he's no sanctioning the signings that the manager wants and the, we've got a team, a club riddled with people's sons and uncles <laughs> and fathers and God knows what else. But the bottom line is, you all crow about how good things are and how Celtic have got this long history and oh, we've won X amount in the last 10 years. Well, that's if you take it back 10 years. But if we lose this league in the past four years, it's two for two. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's... It's it's we're, I, I don't think we're in crisis yet with Celtic, but we are like this close. I'm talking if we lose to Hibs, and God knows Brendan Rodgers hates Easter Road. <laughs> if we lose to Hibs yeah. midweek, I, I think it's you're at risk of this league just spiraling. Yeah, the Hibs are in poor form as well, aren't they? They're doing very poorly. Perfect, so they'll turn us over. <laughs> exactly. But this this that's our kryptonite. This isn't <laughs> an advantage for Celtic. It's not an advantage for Celtic, and I know it might seem over overplaying it but genuinely there's not a game for Celtic now where you think we'll win that because we've seen all season it could be any game Celtic do We recorded do a podcast a couple of months ago on who's to blame we recorded one before that going so I can't remember like, what's going wrong at Celtic yeah, yeah. I mean it's, this isn't but the point is this isn't new no this is we've been not just us but as Celtic fans everyone's kind of been going kind of doesn't feel right I've, I've said in the podcast as I touch the dialers about it we've all said that teams don't just click everyone expecting your team to click into gear that's not really what happens if they're no motoring by Christmas they don't usually get going so there needs to be something that whatever you've been doing up to this point needs to stop and something new needs to happen <laughs> I don't know what that is but no and look Celtic are get, reaping what they sow here for the whole season the whole mm. season that this is what they're getting and even if you look at well, Greg Taylor back in a couple of weeks, Carter Vickers, Hatati, it's a couple of weeks away and we've got games before that. So we've got Hibs and then we've got St Mirren. Celtic could be behind in the league and out the cup this time next week mm. if these things continue. So uh, it fe- feels like we keep saying it, but the season starts here. But how many times have we said that this season? Like, oh, it's get just get ourselves through to January. Then as soon as January window shuts, it's... Oh, we've dropped points, right? This season starts the next game. The season started in August. It, uh, this should have been sorted pre to August, but it's not been it's dragged on and dragged on and dragged on. And at some point, you're going to get caught up. Celtic are getting caught in this right now. Even if Celtic go out and win the league, massive change has to happen at Celtic. Absolutely massive change. Fresh tactics. Yeah, yes, we do. And uh, look, uh, another thing about how we basically just begged us, begged the football girls to strike as well, Lightning. Mm. 
the the left back was a it wasn't the main thing in the Aberdeen goal, but it was a factor. Bernabe played that really at best 50-50 ball between Bernardo and the Aberdeen mm. player. I can't remember who it was. Bernardo very, very weak for it though. Yeah. He just basically just bundled off the ball and therefore they break down Bernabe's side and all of a sudden it's a goal. So not failure to sign left back almost directly led to that mm. goal. Scored by Miofsky, who reportedly Celtic have been trying to sign, almost did sign in January, depending on the report, but it fell through because there's maybe wranglings over the fee added to the fact that Aberdeen couldn't replace him at that late stage. Now, what we've learned straight from the horse's mouth is that Adam Ida was contacted on the Monday morning yep. of the so that the transfer deadline was Thursday. Thursday. It slammed shut on Thursday night and Adam Ida hadn't been contacted on the Monday. So it's not as if that was been in the works the entire time. So it could have been a little bit working. longer than that. Well, but, uh, the, but the Muovsky thing before before yeah. we move on to that, Muovsky was it's been linked with Celtic for ages. I don't think that that's a surprise. Very, very would good Would you player. have him at Celtic? Well, I, I think it would. But, um, uh, that was a brilliant goal he scored and it was the most inevitable goal against Celtic that I've ever seen someone pick the ball up 50 yards from goal. I knew it was going to be a goal since that Van Veen one where he turned Greg Taylor inside it at Celtic Park uh, a wee while ago. But Miosky scoring that goal, if Celtic really wanted him, it shouldn't have come down to the fact that Aberdeen couldn't replace him because see if you really want him, and it doesn't really matter about the individual opinions on whether he isn't the guy. If Celtic really wanted him and had identified him as the number one striker target, go and get him on the 10th, the 12th of January. And then at that point, Aberdeen go and get Van Veen because he doesn't go to Kilmarnock and everybody's happy. Everyone wins out of that situation. And I think that there is too much belief probably at the club and some fans as well who think, about Celtic, they don't do that kind of thing. We're all, we're steps ahead of the game. It's easy to go and sign rubbish. We we are playing 4D chess here. Everybody (laughs) everybody else just doesn't understand it. If we are playing chess, right, we are left, (laughs) everybody else has gone home and we're left staring Mm. at the board in the dark. What what, what did we do? We've waited far too long here. You idiots are out there signing first team players (laughs) like absolute losers. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, the Miofsky thing, I'm not so sure Celtic won. I think he's a good player, but he just doesn't strike me as a sort of Brendan Rodgers type player. But, Apparently, like whatever the fee was, say it was like between four to six million, and as you say, Stephen, people are saying, "Well, Aberdeen want to let him go; they could get a replacement." Here's six million quid, you'll be fine. Do you yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Like Aberdeen, you're out there buying five hundred thousand pound players. Like yeah. you, you never spend more than a million. Whatever we give you, you'll be all right. A win by, like, as you say, we can get Van Veen. Yeah, but that that could have happened weeks ago, and no yeah. one would even have considered that they could have signed him a fortnight ago. On the either thing. Uh, People about apoplectic at this signing. I've seen people call him a dud. Chris Sutton was saying oh, it's a bit of an odd one. Yeah. I am um, check the record, bud. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I used I watched the usual YouTube videos of him, and I'm, we've not actually had the scouting podcast yet, but it'll arrive. But I I think they, I think he looks like a good player. He's a different option: tall, pacey, physical, power, pace. That that he looks to me like a Brendan Rodgers signing. He's got all the buzzwords that Brendan Rodgers was was talking about how he wanted to add to the team. And Brendan Rodgers says, we got him on loan and we'll maybe have a look at him in the summer. And I think the point of that is whatever the loan, whatever the the fee would have been to buy him was probably too much anyway. So there's no point in getting tied into a seven or eight or nine or ten million no. pound fee because we're never going to pay it. So I, I don't think Ida is the absolute dog water signing that everyone else no. seems to make out. I think he's good. On the Monday thing, a lot that was brought up at the. I asked him when did you first hear for Celtic's contact because I wanted to mix it up a wee bit and <laughs> see what he said. Uh, he said Monday, but to me again, that can mean multiple things. That could mean uh, I don't know. That that could mean for talking sake, Norwich said to his agent on the Monday, right? You're okay to find him a move. We've got Van Hoydonk coming in, and at that point, his agent goes. By the way, I've had Celtic on the blow since the, the first of December, wanting you, and he's like, oh good, oh I'll join Celtic. So I don't. I'm no too. I'm not too worried about the Adam Eder thing because I think it's much better giving the manager a player he actually wants and the mould and the profile of one that he wants for four months and revisiting it in the summer than just signing any old player desperately clawing at someone who's not going to make any impact whatsoever. And to be honest, I'd probably look to start Adam Eder ahead of Kyogo in the next, at least in the next couple of games just to try something different, just to take the pressure off Kyogo a wee bit. It's the optics again, isn't it? But the Monday before the deadline and you're going out and loaning a striker from Norwich. Mm. Is this the plan? Was this the plan? Look, he might have been a guy that Brendan Rodgers said, look, if he comes available, but I just can't see that being the case. I think it's just been another one that's came up and he's thought, you know what? I'll take him rather than 
nobody have got. I just can't see how Celtic's whole process of this getting to this window, looking for quality, ends up loaning a guy from Norwich. Look, it might turn out to be good, but again, it's going back to it. If Celtic had had a left-back and a winger in and then brought Ida in, I think everybody would be fine. Mm. But again, it's that, where's the work in here, Celtic? Because you're bringing in a guy on loan from Norwich, a guy who we were linked with, we can't get Ida until the guy we were linked with goes to Norwich. All these things had to fall into place, but I just can't get away from the fact that Monday... Thursday's the deadline, Celtic are scrambling about, we know they were on the phone trying to get left-backs in. This is the one thing we gave you the sort of benefit of the doubt. They're not going to be scrambling about like their arses on fire, like you said, Stephen. Yeah. And deep down you think that's probably what will happen, but you go, nah, 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 we'll do it. We've learned the lessons, we've learned nothing. Well, that's one thing Celtic never do. They never seem to learn a lesson. No. And after the failure of the, the summer window and all the talk about it and... There's just someone in the club or people within the club that seem, in my opinion, unable to get players into the club for the manager. And that is 100% unacceptable. And there's not really much more to say about no. it because it's no. the problem is we're not, we're not going, we don't have an awful lot to chew over because the failure here is a bereft of things happening. And we've got Hibs coming up. Brendan needs to get this team wrangled. He needs to... Now is the time. Is the time now. We're at a critical point of the season now. You need to change what you're doing, you need to mix it up in some way, you need to stop with the Abada, you need to give Kyogo a rest, you need to stop with Palmer, first chance you get. You need to work out something that left back, you need to suck it up and the, the players need to get their, their, their fingers out here. That's the, the problem, the transfer window addresses something, so like from the game at the weekend we can go, right, Kuhn comes in for Abada, brilliant, maybe you do take Kyogo out, might be a bit harsh considering he's not getting chances maybe, but if Ida comes in, that's fine, but then... You solve one problem in the team, something else crops up. Because I'm thinking, right, Kuhn out in the right, that's the position he's been brought in. Aye, but see, at left back, we've not really got a left back. So see if we can have an out and out winger ahead of him. It's probably Kuhn, isn't it? Right, so what do you do on the right hand side? Who do you bring in mm. there? If Maeda's back in time, bringing a guy back from the Asia Cup and flinging him straight in against Hibs, is that going to go well? That's all fine. But then you look at left back and you go, what do we do here? And see if we had a brought in a left back. The answers are you bring in Kuhn, you bring in Ida, and you bring in the left back, and you go, right, that's what we do. But we don't have an answer here. So we're going to have to sacrifice somewhere else, whether it's playing Burnaby, bringing a youth player in, mm. having a Hail Mary and put Cal McGregor there and bringing a Watt in, <laughs> whatever it is, it's not good enough. Yeah. It's not good enough, and it creates a problem somewhere else. And with Brendan Rogers as well, I do think he's working with. His hands tied behind his back here, but the structure of the team was so bad on Saturday. The first half I thought was all right. All it was lacking mm. was that that goal in the first half. But Aberdeen, with a first top touch inside Celtic's box, scored, and Celtic are on the back foot. Then they're chasing the game, space is opening, and when all it, it takes it is one up. pass going mm. through, the Vrotsky's not confident. Liam Scales doesn't have a clue where he is. We're all trying to cover for Burnaby over this side. Alistair Johnson. Palmer and Abada aren't willing to work hard enough. Cal McGregor's again trying to put out fires everywhere and everything's falling down. Kyogo's getting the ball, trying to dribble in everywhere, do it all himself. Everything falls down. The structure's not there, but I can't tell Brendan Rodgers, do this, because another problem crops up. Mm, yeah. Well, that's where Brendan Rodgers is making the big bucks and there's no doubt about it. He's making he's making a lot of money, but... Exactly what I said earlier. Uh, Ultimately, if, if the focus then becomes, if, if all that's said and done, if the structure of the club then becomes becomes sort of ironed out if the focus then becomes on what we're doing on the pitch then it's Brendan Rodgers again he's not a different to any other manager it was like the, it was like Neil Lennon when he was here the, the manager carries the can for that kind of thing the message is simple isn't it do your jobs do your <laughs> do your job yeah. that, that's... A, lot, a lot of the guys Celtic were linked with or a lot of guys that went to Copenhagen for example there was players that were gettable there for Celtic Owen Beck moved Sidney Van Hoydonk moved I don't I honestly don't I, 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 read too I, I, much into that. I, I'm though. not focusing on the Sidney Van Hoydonk mm. thing, but guys of his calibre moved in this window. Scott McKenna moved. So you're saying that the pond we are fishing in had lots of activity. Like yeah. with the guys we could Aye. have got, the, the wages and the price point and the profile, these guys were moving in yeah. the window. Yeah, again, too much focus. Sorry, to jump in there. Too much focus on, on Newcastle and they're doing anything. Chelsea are they signing players. That's not our that's yeah. not our, that's not our concern. It's, it's these clubs that you're mentioning that are that are more in line with Celtic. I'm using Copenhagen as an example because they're sort of similar to Celtic. They've got through in the Champions League, and every single player they signed in the summer and in this window 
would improve Celtic, whether mm. it be the goalkeeper they got from Arsenal, whether it be Scott McKenna. There's no way you're telling me that we couldn't have done with Scott McKenna. He's more of a guarantee for me than Scales and Navrotsky. Add to that Carter Vickers' injury. Let Lagabielka go and get him in. Somebody's not doing their job. Listen, my my other favourite part of oh. this, the transfer window stuff, the final thing in the transfer window was that the, it, it, there's almost like a, there's a move to congratulate Celtic for not signing a lot of shite as well. And Brendan I, did try and push that yeah. ever so slightly when he said he <laughs> hey, didn't want the, the at yellow least banner. We, uh, at least we didn't sign a lot of rubbish again. You're thinking, wow, thank you Celtic. Yeah. There goes Celtic. I must remember to thank them for not <laughs> signing we, a lot of garbage. We didn't again. even get to discuss and we won't get to discuss because we're basically running out of time but we didn't even get to discuss the mental situation of a someone offering actual money to take James McCarthy on loan <laughs> and us deciding to knock it back and just let him sit at Celtic Park and I don't even know if he bothers turning up at Celtic Park nah. just let him stew in somewhere listen thank you so much for watching thanks for supporting us on Patreon if you do if you would like to do that patreon.com slash 20 minute Tim you can also subscribe and help out the Kano Foundation we'll be back next week 